All right, welcome to the Sports Injury Central podcast. This one is special because it is the week five weekend edition. As we do this leading up to Sunday's games with last minute information, Friday injury report statuses, game statuses, and we'll even touch on some of the team advantages, over-under advantages, etc. We have an exciting new feature. We're, we're excited to be part of the Believe Network, but this week we have an exciting feature called the Injury Edge. And uh, Jacob, take them through it a little bit and show them what that is. And that right now it's all free, right? Yeah, I got a little promo for it. So it's our new uh, matchup tool, pretty much. To, you can break down NFL matchups by injury, but focusing on the injury advantage. Um, it's free for all users this week. And then next week is going to be part of Sick Data, which is just $2.99 per week. Uh, but yeah. Check it out now. It's a great tool. I mean, that's how we break down our props and insides and all that stuff during the week. So it's well, nice to have it all in one place. Well, I'm still a proponent of looking more granular at the field views, flipping offense to defense, looking at cluster injuries. But the biggest, I don't know, comment, I won't say complaint, comment we have is we give people so much data. They're like, I don't have time to go through it all. And so this injury edge is quick collated information. You know, literally, if you're uh, Sunday morning, you can take a quick look and look. If you if the injury advantages match what you say, maybe you want to go two units. If they go against what you're feeling, maybe you should temper and go half a unit or or hold off or something. Right? It's a it's a tool for you. Now, I prefer going old school. For example, you've got uh, you know. Two, two running backs you're trying to decide between the play and fantasy. Why wouldn't you look at the health of the offensive line of both of those players? Why wouldn't you look at the health of the front seven that they're playing against and basically adjust the fantasy projections based on that? Sure, you can throw in scheme, you can throw in what you're thinking, but you know you don't have to do the work, etc. Or if a secondary is really banged up, like if you're deciding between two quarterbacks or a wide receiver, look at the defense that they're facing. And that you can still do through sick data, but this injury edge gives you the quick twitch, quick look thing that you can do. But we'll give it to you all right here too as you keep listening. We'll have some picks for you, right, Jacob, and some leans. But more importantly, let's go through some of the key injuries. And I think you've got a big list. And this is all, this is recorded on Friday. So it'll be germane through Saturday, Sunday, through the 90 minute inactives here for you to get a, a pulse on uh, what is likely to happen and make some plans for fantasy DFS or wagering needs. Uh, our late week or almost early week five, the week five weekend report here, Sports Injury Central on the Believe Network. Yeah, I know everyone's excited about uh, Cooper Cup, John the Taylor. We'll get to them a little later. Uh, Mon Ross St. Brown's probably the biggest question mark heading into the weekend. Dan Campbell himself said they're they're going to watch his status over the next 24 hours and see what he can do. Didn't practice all week, questionable with the abdomen injury. Uh, by video, kind of seemed like groin maybe on the first touchdown he scored on Thursday, but he has had the long rest. What do we think from him, Doc? Yeah, well, I got to shout the entire sports injury central staff out and we even have some spotters out there etc i there's no way i can look at all of this you guys collate it and then give it to me and go what do you think does this make sense and all the information and you know we do a lot here first of all you know uh the initial inclination is amon ross st brown is a guy that doesn't miss time he one played, game in his career yeah, yeah and he's played through that turf toe even earlier this season mm -hmm. 
Uh, and he didn't come out of the game. We didn't really see a whole lot. But what starts to make me nervous is besides the DNPs, his coach, Dan Campbell, kind of isn't afraid of anything. He's not afraid to tell the world he drinks 17 shots of espresso in the morning. I mean, he's he he doesn't. Like he's the kind of coach who says, "We'll tell you who's in and who's out. It doesn't matter. We're still going to beat you. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. it's played on the field." And mm-hmm. I don't see him playing as many games as other coaches, and and that's not negative. It's just his style, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, just to go off on a mini tangent, Jamal Adams, his head coach said, "Oh, I don't think he was yelling at the red hat. He was yelling at someone in the stands or something." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. Pollyanna Pete, you know, you know, trying to be positive Making for his players. Situation. Making yeah. light of the situation. He didn't see the on. national yeah. broadcast that showed it yeah. clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, of course, Jamal Adams is not being disciplined for yelling at him. And as, put out right? a statement, apologizing for it and all that stuff. Whether right? he apologized or not, he shouldn't be disciplined, right? right? Because he didn't hit him, and he doesn't know him from Adam, right? It's just a different thing. And, right. you know, we talked internally. I mean, in theory – because patient privacy is number one. Jamal Adams next time could say, I don't want the red hat in the room because it's his medical care, right? right. And uh, kind of thing. Now, the NFL could say, if he's not in the room, you're not going to be cleared to return ever. That's a whole other situation. The bottom line is I support Jamal Adams. There's no reason he should be penalized, and he's not. But getting back on track, coach speak, Dan Campbell has his own brand of coach speak, but it's right. not to hide information. I think they're... Look, I think what's happening is Amon Ross St. Brown says, don't worry about me. I'm good to go. And Dan Campbell saying, well, let's just look at you on Sunday and make sure that you can go. I think that's where they're at. Favorable matchup this week, and we'll get that in terms of the secondary. But the injury itself, we in live time from the war room did not see anything. But you all, in addition, the spotters went back and looked, and the first touchdown when he gets up, and we'll show it here, he kind of momentarily goes to the groin. And you're going to say, well, groin, it's listed as abdomen. Where the rectus abdominis and lower abdominals meet at the symphysis pubis, that's where the adductor groin muscles are, and that's where core muscle injuries are. So that's consistent with where he momentarily reaches to. Now, Amon Ross St. Brown's toughness, he finished the game. But it wasn't St. Brown-like. I mean, four catches. This was first quarter, the video there. And then subsequently, four catches for 32 yards. Right. That might be the signs of someone toughing it out. So at this point, our best thing is we think that Amon Ross St. Brown is going to try and go. That's his history. And depending on how he feels, will the team let him go? So if you have him in fantasy, I guess – pretty much have to play him, oh, you unless, gotta play him. Yeah. unless unless you have an embarrassment of riches at the position or something you have to play him but for dfs if he's got a high number uh high high salary still i don't know that that's your value play this week in terms of what's happening especially so, with the buys this week right so there's less options on the bench so you might yeah. be more inclined to start st brown well, I'd take him on my team if <laughs> even though I don't think this is gonna be his banner week per se. He's gonna he's at less than hundred percent, lowered six score, but I do believe he's still lobbying to try and play. And we have found perhaps the play that first quarter touchdown where he injures his groin lower abdominals and they're resting him. And and look, uh, it is something the bigger issue is how long it will linger, mm-hmm. not 
is he playing this week? Right. And we'll see. Remember, he can want to play, and the coaches can say, no, 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 let's rest you here uh, going forward here. And uh, we'll we'll have to see what happens. But check back with the 90-minute inactives. But as of right now, we think he's trying to play through. He did finish the game. We identified it in the first quarter. And that's where we are in Amon Ross St. Brown. Well, we'll get to our bigger uh, mismatch of the week, Baltimore-Pittsburgh. We're going to dive into that matchup with all the uh, key statuses, questionables like that. Uh, but let me read two, and then I'll throw it to Taylor. Uh, Vitae, likely to be back from his knee. Dan Campbell said it in the presser. Um, Miles Sanders for the Panthers, groin LP, LPFP. So he's going to play through again, played through last week with limited effectiveness. Uh, Taylor, can you tell us why we're leaning towards uh, Detroit 9.5 against early Friday, so it might move, but... So they even with St. Brown, they might lower a little bit. They have about a 12-point differential in their six scores right now. So that's one of our top games. We do like a five-pick consensus picks, you know, usually articles and everything. So that might be one of our top plays this week. And it's because Carolina's um, secondary, right? Um, Dante Jackson's been recovering from Achilles last year, ankle not playing well. Now he's not a chance not to play this week. You right, have JC, shoulder, I think it is. Yes, yeah. you have J.C. Horn missing another game. And then you have Xavier Woods, the free safety, who's been dealing with a hamstring, who missed last week, possibility of missing this week as well. So that's three out of their four starting secondary. And the return of? Um, who? <laughs> stumped, stumped all of us. Uh, Jameson Williams. Right? Jameson yeah, Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, was like, I was like, wait a second. His <laughs> second, I thought you were Carolina for a second. His <laughs> second year after ACL right. recovery. Yes. And this was a suspension for gambling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's still a young wide receiver, but it's a return of, and that may yeah. buoy any of the Amon Ross St. Brown effect. Correct. Taylor yes. Decker yeah. is back, et cetera. And uh, look, just by the pure numbers, uh, Detroit is the healthier side here. And they do have the passing attack to take advantage of Correct. the secondary. Yeah. So, uh, you know, take a look at the field view. That's still the way to go. The injury edge gives you the quick snapshot, you know. This to is me, a visual to, snapshot. Yeah, right. to, to <laughs> me, if you're someone who wants to do your homework and think it through all the way, it's still the field views. But if you're someone's like, yeah. just give it to me quick. It's a cram session right before you get to class. Yeah. <laughs> you, you want well, to read a cram for week five. Uh, uh, look. <laughs> You want to read the book or you want the cliff notes? Yeah. <laughs> the kids nowadays have cliff notes. I know what Ryan they, wants. They have cliff notes <laughs> online now. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Not yep. the little like little yellow and black book they used to give out. Yeah. They pull the yes. cliff notes up on their phone under yes. the desk and they're scrolling through them. We we had the cliff notes, all right? We were we were for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's talk uh Saquon a little bit and then I want to get you guys' thoughts on the Giants at Miami matchup. Uh really interesting one as far as injuries. Um Saquon, we have him at a 76 6 score right now. DNP LPLP is going to be listed as questionable with that right ankle, right high ankle from uh, mid September. Uh, if he plays, Doc, what's he going to look like out there? I don't think he's 100% yet. Now, he's Saquon, so he's pretty darn good, but he's not 100%. And are they going to run, run him 20 carries or still have a little bit of a split first week back? It's not impossible that he still misses, right? But I get it. If you have him on fantasy, you almost have to play him. Right. And my bigger concern, as much as we're concerned for Saquon, the 76, this is what I'm saying. Uh, we don't trust that offensive line. There's three of the five right now that are likely out for this game. Two out of three have officially been out. Two yeah. of the three officially, yeah. but yeah. three out of the five maybe, right? Mm-hmm. And and you saw what a hot mess they were in their Monday night contest, right? And uh, uh, that's tough. And uh, then, you know, uh, if my Miami is – gets out to any sort of lead and what sort of usage do you have for Saquon? So look, if you drafted him high, I guess 
and he's active, I guess you have to play him. But, you know, from a prop perspective or, or a DFS perspective, he's probably not your best value this week. And, you know, let's see where the prop numbers come out on him. They haven't come out yet, whether in carries or yards. And I will say if they're normal, healthy Saquon usage, you probably should take advantage of that on the on the under, but they're not out yet. Uh, so 76, basically, at best, if Saquon's projected to get, you know, uh, 20 fantasy points, let's just say, you can't expect more than than three-fourths of that. You know, there, he's, There's similarities in their offensive line issues, too, because um, the center was hurt for the Dolphins as well, and the left guard for both teams had to shift over to center. So there's a lot of movement on both offensive lines, mm-hmm. which also affects their issues yeah and uh you know an early look at this and we're not finalized with the numbers yet uh we're gonna do some more work on it but you guys are saying that uh that, you know with both sides no Toronto armstead no left center, tackle for is, both teams yeah. no left yeah. tackle both no center for both mm-hmm. uh there may be in a little under situation here right. i get it miami's very explosive yeah I 47 get it. I and a half it. in a game with miami is usually a smash over but given the both Offensive line issues. Daniel Jones was sacked 10 times against the Seahawks last week. So going to be an issue against Miami too, you'd think. All right. What do we have next here? Uh, Cooper Cup talking like he's going to be back. I think McVay said exactly that, that he'll he'd be good to go on uh, Sunday against Philadelphia. Uh, it's kind of an, a little head scratcher because the setback was August 31st. They stuck him on IR. This is the first week he's eligible to come back. They designated him. He's been full practice practice video came out looking good to the layman look good to me and taylor so what if he's active what is he going to do out there well here's the thing um i don't ever want to doubt cooper cup he's cooper cup he's awesome but look at the pattern here you went from training camp hamstring to re-aggravation immediately the rams are saying day-to-day no nothing to see here and we were saying week to week and then it quickly became injured reserve flying to the body specialist in minnesota I was waiting for you to say that the body specialist <laughs> <laughs> i just don't know what that means yes, the yeah. body specialist whatever but in any case now immediately off of ir now tactically remember he was lp the first week and sean mcveigh count contradicted that oh no he was full practice he was out there for a burgundy thing yeah, yeah but the whole thing is this <laughs> yeah. The definition is full practice if they if you do everything they ask you. Right. Limited practice is everything from doing 99% of what they ask of you to 1% of what they ask of you. It's a huge range, yeah. So, you know, the question is the coach could say, "Well, he did everything we asked of him." Or if we would ask more, he would have been limited, right? And so he did everything that we expected him to do does qualify as full practice. But here's the thing, do you really expect Cooper Cup to take 70 snaps in his first week back after the reaggravation? So I think here's once again, who knows what the props are instead of targets in in yards nothing and the whole out deal yet, yeah. or the uh, completions. Nothing out yet. Mm-hmm. But if they're normal for Cooper Cup, I get it. If you drafted Cooper Cup in the fantasy a fantasy draft and he likely went in your first round. The first right? round, yeah. You've been <laughs> yeah. waiting for it. You gotta yeah. play him, right. right? At this point in time. But DFS or prop wise, I don't know that there's a lot of value there. Here's the other thing. You know, I don't know what the books are gonna do with Puka Nakao, 
you know, now maybe taking some of the targets. There's going right. to be a little bit yeah. of a spread and, and so forth. And I don't see him – look, do I see him at this point playing? Clearly they're signaling he's playing. Is he more of a decoy? Is he more of a, a less target share? I mean, if he plays 30 snaps, that would be a pretty good outing for him. And We have 78-6 scores, so, yeah, we're not expecting – We're not expecting yeah, yeah. A, a lot. If anything, we're being optimistic on on him right there. Right. Yeah, just rounding out that game, Matthew Stafford with the hip contusion is going to play through, no issues. Kyron, not issue. Kyron Williams also picked up a hip contusion late in overtime, but also not an issue. He's been limited in practice a little bit, but expecting him to play through. I, you know, Matt Stafford and Kyron Williams, their six scores are in the 90s. We, we don't mm-hmm. see any downgrade for anything with them related to that. Everyone saw Matthew Stafford lipping around, hip pointer, hip contusion. It can be injected. He also plays through everything, and – He's not exactly mobile. He's got the strong arm. So I don't see any downgrade at all for Matthew Stafford or Kyron Williams. This just weekend. the Eagles defense is the thing to, yeah, to watch out for them, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. No but, Fletcher Cox. Nicobe Dean's still out. It's kind of getting switched cheesy a little bit. The Eagles, yeah. You know, this side, Fletcher yeah. Cox one we're worried about, right? And epidural is nothing to just, oh, no big deal, nothing to see here. This means there's some nerve root involvement, and that can linger. Right. Look. Some reporters have said nothing to see here. At most, he misses one game. Mm-hmm. I would say he's more likely to end up needing surgery than to not miss any time. Surgery during the season, not waiting till well, after the season. Surgery during or after or whatever. Right. It's not the typical pattern. When you get an epidural, that means you have nerve root involvement, nerve involvement. And it's not, it's the unusual case where, oh, I got one injection and I'm all better and everything is behind me. So this is where we have some worry about Fletcher Cox. And and yeah, they've got some issues, the Eagles on their offensive line there. And uh, that's an interesting game to uh, to look at too. And we'll, we'll uh, you know, if, if you're looking at this on Sunday, we'll already have some information up at SIC score on this and other stuff as we get the final reports and uh, formulate some of the final opinions, but uh, we just want to get this stuff out to you right now. Yeah. Rams are plus four and a half in that game. We'll see if that moves. I uh, just want to go back to the giant um, Carolina and Detroit matchup. Uh, Monroe officially listed as doubtful and Jameer Gibbs is questionable with a hamstring that popped up today. Mm. So he was LP today. And he's a speed threat with so the hamstring. So for Gibbs, yeah, that's a big deal. And if anything, here goes David Montgomery again, right? Twenty-eight and, carries, maybe more, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jameer Gibbs, not so much, right? Because speed guy, Amara St. Brown, doubtful. So they're being honest. Like typically, doubtful does not play. Yeah. So at this point, uh, I think it's now he's saying, out of your lineup now, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you have to plan for him being out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to look at the timing of your games and who do you have and. You know, whether it's inside 90 minutes to be sure, but you have to make some plans there with the uh, doubtful from Monroe St. Brown. I just want to touch on John Taylor, and then we'll get to the the big deep dive matchup injuries, uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. That can fill up a whole podcast, so we'll get to that shortly. Uh, John Taylor, we got a six score at 91. I don't know if that's too high. (laughs) You tell us, Doc. Well, it was always team related, right? It was always team and contract. It wasn't a lingering ankle surgery recovery from late January. We never worried about his ankle. I think this was other issues. This was hiding behind health. The question is who, the team or Jonathan Taylor? Six score in 91. Remember, that's just a health score. Right. That's not a utilization Scheme, score. all that stuff. Yeah. Right? And uh, as he split carries, 
with Zach Moss now because Zach Moss has done well recently. Does he split carries because he just is, you know, he's in the early first acclimation week back, yeah. first week back? Yeah. Or does he become the bell cow because maybe the Colts still want to trade him? And remember what we said, you can't trade someone who's injured. This is the first week to showcase him. In a and way. if yeah. you run him 20 plus times and he gets 150 yards, there you go. Now trade he's, through the roof. his yeah. trade value is through the roof mm-hmm. and he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've never were worried, you know, before Jonathan Taylor came out and said, I'm not worried about it. I'm trying to play that put the contractual issue aside. Right. We always knew his ankle was okay. Now the issue of what to do with Jonathan Taylor is a usage thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, you got to get inside the minds of the coaches and the people in the building. But from a health perspective, we're not worried about Jonathan Taylor and really weren't from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, Getting to Baltimore, we we always have internal debates on them every week because they're the least healthy team, but they're they're, they're killing it against the spread. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. the spread does not incorporate the uh, John Harbaugh factor of, Excellent coaching. So uh, big one this week. Uh, I'll go through the injury report real quick. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be back from his ankle. Bateman is also returning from his hamstring. Ronnie Stanley was FPFP and then DNP. So he's listed as questionable, but might be more of a maintenance thing. He, remember, he missed two weeks with the knee. I don't mm-hmm. think he returned last week. Um, Marcus Williams, the safety with the pec, is going to be back. Marlon Humphrey, possibly back. He LP'd all week with the... Um, that foot, uh, foot, foot, yeah, foot yeah. surgery recovery. So he's this is questionable, and then Justice Hill questionable with the hamstring slash toe that he, he played through the toe last week. I think the hamstring's new. So yeah, and and don't forget Tyler Lindebaum came back oh, last oh, week. Came back last week, yeah. but now week healthier off the high ankle sprain. Right, mm-hmm. and they got some reinforcements at edge. You know, Morgan uh, Moses is not going to miss the game, which is big too. That's with the, the right sh- tackle. Yeah, with the shoulder. Yeah. So. Even though if you really look at the field view, although the and, – and you need to look at sick data to see this, but we'll give it to you here. This is something that the injury edge misses because it just gives you the current score. But if you look at the what we call the delta, Baltimore Ravens were at an all-time low in terms of injury. They're rising, mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh yeah. is falling. Kenny Pickett, he's going to play, but – you know, he's off the injury report. That doesn't mean he's 100%. Right. Last Joe Burrow's saw, off the injury report. Yeah. Last I saw, he's still limping around some, right? Now, they also have a bye next week. So maybe as much as sometimes you say, Austin Eckler, week four, let's sit you because now there's a week five bye for the Chargers. We want you back 100%. Sometimes it's, look, if you make it more sore, now I have an extra week to recover. And, you know, quarterbacks want to play, and, you know, I get it. Maybe he doesn't want to see Mitch Trubisky in there. Maybe he wants to be there for his team. I think he's divisional as well, which is, you said, divisional is key. key. He's going to wear a lead leg brace. I I don't think he's going to be as mobile. And, you know, no Fryermuth. And there are no Deontay Johnson. No No left tackle as well. No, right. It's a lot. In terms of net score, the Ravens are still lower than Steelers, but in terms of direction, in terms of their health, the Ravens are coming up and the Steelers are coming down, and that may cause the flip in terms it's of it's almost eight point drop this week for the Steelers from last week. So that's a yeah, huge drop. That's yeah. significant yeah. there. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, the Ravens have survived through their injuries and now are on the way up. So I think you have to factor that into the uh, whole uh, equation here in mm-hmm. terms of what's happening. Yeah, Ravens are four and a half on the road, 
If you guys had to pick today, where are you leaning? Under. <laughs> 38 is the total. So, yeah, books, books agree. Well, I mean, I'm just doing the field view information, you know. Yeah. I'm going to let the pundits and, uh, uh, you know, and do the analysis. Uh, I'm an injury expert. I'm not a handicapper per se. Yeah. We'll put it all out there and let everyone decide. Uh, and we love it when people look at, things and make their own decisions add it to your to, tool belt right as, right as to what it is um yeah that's exactly what we uh, lobby for now blindly following the scores against the ravens and the texans has not turned out in the past couple weeks so yes. <laughs> texans still the online issues but um it's probably part of the reason that fantasy owners might be mad at damian pierce his underperforming the first three weeks uh but it's offensive line related that have four out of five out and they're still out but it seems like they're playing well through it so it's an interesting one to pick against spread every week. Mm-hmm. Just want to throw that one in there. Yeah, well, you know, there you got to look at game film, right? Is it really the backups are really good or are they doing something different like ball out with C.J. Stroud? Now, if it's ball out with C.J. Stroud that's making this all happen, well, there's for every move, there's a counter move, right? right. I mean, uh, uh, you know, why are the Bengals now saying Joe Burrow is fine? Joe Burrow's fine. Basically, oh no, we're no longer purely shotgun ball out real quick. Joe Burrow's fine. So, you know, don't play that cheating defense. The playbook the has opened up. Yeah. We have an open up playbook <laughs> yes, now. Yeah. I mean, now it, let, let me just tell you this. If they weren't worried about it, wouldn't they just say Joe Burrow's the same? Joe Burrow's the same. And if Joe Burrow were really healthy, Look, it wouldn't be lying to say, yeah, Joe Burrow's still questionable because, you know, if there's a 1% chance they won't play, they're still questionable. Right. Still list them on the injury report. Make the opponents think, okay, we're gonna, they're going to have the same game plan, try right. to play him, and then surprise them. Instead, they're trying to announce to the world, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. Does anyone believe he's fine? I mean, this was a July 27th calf strain. Is he better? Sure. Is he out of the woods? No. And so they seem to be trying too hard to say he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. He's better, but I think they're trying to, yeah. you know, influence uh, the other team a little bit Playing what games. they think. Yeah. Yeah. Before you sign off, just want to mention our uh, free NFL Pick'em contest. Uh, best way to access that is through sixscore.com or on our Twitter. Uh, we got promos for that. So uh, first place gets $100 cash in full year of sick picks. So that that's a good value, up to $600 value. And uh, new users who beat Doc get a free week of sick picks valued at fifty dollars a week. So, <laughs> well, I still haven't figured out all the right ways to swipe, you know, <laughs> on the on that uh, contest there. But yeah, we're 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 proud to be part of the Believe Network. It reunited some people, done some other pods with the Believe Network. Lorenzo Neal and the Charger one with uh, 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 Matt, Matt Money, yeah. Matt Money yeah. Smith yeah, was good, that, yeah. and uh, we're going to do more of that and have some fun here, and uh, hopefully enjoy this. Uh, weekend pod as we lead into it we've always been very strong on the monday morning podcast coming out of the weekend and uh, now we're gonna give you some more stuff leading into the weekend here so sports injury central thanks for watching and listening and thanks to believe network and sicscore.com to get the free injury edge this week and sick data and picks and surf around there. Take a look and uh, send some comments on what you think and like and don't like. It's from your comments that we came up with the injury edge uh, to make life easier for everybody. Thanks for watching.